Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Welcome back. Sitting here today uh, with Craig McConnell. And over the past uh, podcast, we've been talking about conversational intimacy with God. Um, we did so because we listened to God. We were mm-hmm. – it was, you know, it's first of the year and, and we were asking God, Lord, you know, what do you want to say uh, to your people and, and what would you have us talk about? And bang, he took us to, among other things, conversational intimacy, uh, just knowing that you have a lot of questions. Um, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Certainly, all of the financial stuff and the ripple effect of that with jobs or you know a kids' financial decisions, plans, you know all of that, and uh, rather than trying to jump into answers, we were discussing the importance of conversational intimacy, which took us to intimacy, which is where we want to speak to today. The question I want to put on the table is, so how do you find that? How do you return to God? How do you come back? Uh, to an intimacy that maybe you enjoyed uh, in earlier times or, or maybe coming back to an intimacy that you've never experienced. What does that process even look like? <laughs> Is that – did you just hit the ball to me? That was a lob over the, <laughs> over the net to you. The first thing, John, that comes to mind was um, – just uh, any coming back, um, returning, feels like it's it's always in a response to an invitation. Mm. God, mm. God, somehow using disruption or hunger or thirst or mm-hmm. desire or yearning, yeah. and that our our very coming back is in itself that desire somehow rooted in in some deep invitation and yearning for mm-hmm. God that, in my mind, ensures that we can come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, that in some sense, it isn't a finding our way back. It's it's the prodigal's father looking and seeing his son off in a distant mm-hmm. returning. So it's it's our very yearning for coming back is, is a God thing. Mm-hmm. It's not birth just... Uh, um, in some vacuum. Oh, that's huge. That Simon Tugwell quote where he says, so long as it is we who imagine that we have to look for God, we must often lose hope or lose heart. Yeah. But it is the other way around. He is looking for us. Yeah. And the point is, is that he uses all kinds of things to invite us back. And frankly, uh, quite often at the top of his list uh, is disruption yeah. of some kind. Yeah. You know, life is not going well. Uh, or life is going well, but I'm still very unhappy. You know, I thought if I got married, I would be happy. Or I thought if I, you know, got the new job, I'd be happy. I thought if we had a child, I'd be happy. You know, it's some form of disruption mm-hmm. that seems to be um, at the top of God's list of of drawing us back to himself. And frankly, as I've watched the the country, you know, going through the world, uh, going through uh, financial hardship, and and watching some very close friends, you know, really go through some hard times, feeling 
some of that ourselves. You know, I've just thought, well, there it is again. The disruptions, the invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, we we just want to make life work. Mm-hmm. We just want a happy little life. Mm-hmm. And and the truth is, we don't really want God mm-hmm. until we are disrupted. Yeah. And the, that very desire to return or to want more intimacy or something deeper, I I think. The minute that lodges in our heart and our mind and begins to express itself in a million little choices and behaviors, I think the balloons are being filled and the party banners, you know, set up. I I think angels rejoice that we're not alone Mm. and that God is in this and he's Mm. welcoming and Mm. I mean, he's running out to greet us. So that's the first thought Mm -hmm. in returning is that good. Yes, mm-hmm. God is in this. Yeah, that's good. Um, a second thought mm-hmm. uh, that comes to me is um, is the posture of our soul has so much to do with our ability to connect with God. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what posture am I in right now? Uh, and therefore, it requires sort of an openness of heart. Mm-hmm. And that immediately is going to bring things to the surface. You know, uh, Why am I feeling so lonely? Why am I feeling so angry? Mm-hmm. You know, Paying attention to the condition, the state of my heart, um, because the heart is where we connect with God, mm-hmm. right? Ephesians 3, I mean, that mm-hmm. Christ would dwell in your hearts mm-hmm. and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, would then be able to comprehend the love of God, you know, mm-hmm. so it's it's uh, the heart is absolutely essential, and uh, trying to connect with God while ignoring your own heart is an extremely difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. It can be very frustrating, you know. Well, I'm not hearing. I don't sense His presence. I, you know, I tried. I, I spent some time with God today, and nothing happened. Well, how are you doing? What was the posture of your soul during that time? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it was stuff everything down mm-hmm. in hopes of connecting with God, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite of what he wants. You know, oh, no, bring all that to me. Mm-hmm. Bring all that to me. Your heart is essential mm-hmm. for this relationship. John, as you're saying that, uh, I mean, one, one of the words that strikes me is, doesn't it seem like most examples or exhortations that we see – of returning or coming to God, um, there's some humility of heart or spirit, mm-hmm. not shame, mm-hmm. not condemnation. Those right. that may be what we're feeling, but right. there's there really is some sense of, as you're kind of put, saying mm-hmm. it, laying something aside. Mm-hmm. I'm coming vulnerable, mm-hmm. humbly, mm-hmm. Lord. I return, mm-hmm. and there's. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of awe, worship, humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are God. I am man mm-hmm. in there that isn't shame, contempt, self-loathing. Right. right. Absolutely. And I think part of that humility and the posture of soul of returning and of finding something deeper with God, this is what we're trying to chase today, um, is that realization that what I have been chasing yeah. uh, is as empty, Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, part of the returning is a recognition that, Lord, forgive me. I, I have been looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. I've been looking for life. Mm-hmm. And to lay down, to set aside, to shut the door to our other lovers, 
Mm-hmm. You know, what have you been turning to? Mm-hmm. You know, um, food, mm-hmm. television, mm-hmm. worry. What have you been turning to? Email, just distraction, preoccupation, you know, um, organization, mm-hmm. right? Just getting the house straightened up, getting, mm-hmm. getting life straightened up. I mean, what, what other lovers have you been mm-hmm. turning to? Um, because turning away from them is essential in coming back to God. You, you can't have both. The prophets make that really clear. Mm-hmm. God is a jealous lover. And uh, and he wants us to turn from our broken cisterns, mm-hmm. you know, cisterns that can hold no water, uh, as we come back to him. And so I can look at my life and go, what is it that I do turn to right now for comfort, right. for assurance, for answers, for a sense of security? It's like, Lord, forgive me. It can be as simple as email, you know. I get a sense of security. I'm being on top of my email, you know. And it's like, no, I turn it off. I don't look at it this morning so that I can turn to God with a fuller heart, with more of a whole-hearted attention. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in this returning is uh, in these early kind of seasons or stages of of returning, I think God shows up and then directs us. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be repentance or confession that he speaks to or invites us into or asks of us. Or he might be speaking of uh, you've wandered because of some need for healing Mm -hmm. or you got taken out. You know, Mm -hmm. the enemy, your life is opposed, your calling, all that you long for, all that I hope for. So I think somewhere early in this process, somewhere in here, God shows up and kind of directs us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or the invitation to uh, simply come spend time with yeah. him. I mean, it was a beautiful um, evening. I was driving home um, and I was listening to, uh, is it Nora Jones, Come Away With Me? Mm-hmm. It was um, Fly the, Away With Me? The, come the, Away With yeah, Me? Yeah, that Nora Jones song. And I, it, was just, it just happened to be on the radio. But it was, you know, it's the, the jazz uh, vocalist. And she's singing, Come Away With Me uh-huh. in the Night. You know, Come Away With Me. And I just realized, oh, my goodness, this is God. And he's talking about now, tonight. Uh-huh. And so got home, turned off the car put my stuff down in the house and then went out mm-hmm. and just took a walk in the night to make myself available to God. I think you will sense his invitation. I think you will experience, Lord, you're drawing me into this. Now, sometimes it's a hunger for his word and you just start opening the scriptures and start with the Psalms, uh, start with the, the gospel of John. Um, just let that hunger pull you. Or you may be experiencing a desire to return to a certain place. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Craig, for you, it was the the beach mm-hmm. for so many years, mm-hmm. and you know, I need to go back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying in all of that as well, John, is somewhere in our coming back when God shows up and kind of directs and speaks, is being responsive. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have just gotten out of the car and got on the house. Yeah. You could get the insight that, you know, email, uh, my life is centered around efficiency or getting through my emails. And it just kind of is insightful and, huh, warm thought. Oh, God speaks. That's neat. But there's 
there's some responsiveness, some action, some volitional yeah. strength usually involved mm-hmm. somewhere in here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And let me add something that I think is um, so basic that we forget it. You have to start with the objective before you can experience the subjective. You have to start with what is true and then um, you begin to experience it as true. So you begin with you are loved. You begin with the word of God. You begin with what is true. Uh, It can be a battle. Uh, certainly the enemy is opposed to our recovering intimacy with God. And so mm. it's important to say that this doesn't just roll in on a tray, you yeah. know, that it's something to be fought for. Um, you know, you experience distraction, you experience condemnation, shame, guilt, you know, whatever. Um, and many people just experience um, numbness, blankness, blah, nothing. I, I'm, not, I'm not experiencing God. Hmm. Well, you have to start with what is true. That comes first, the objective reality. And, and sometimes what I'll do is I'll just go back through um, what is true hmm. of me in Christ, what is true of the work of Christ for me. You know, through the cross of Christ, I am forgiven. Through the cross of Christ, my enemy is disarmed. You know, Paul says, my heart is circumcised unto God. Romans 6, I am dead to sin, Mm -hmm. but alive to God. And I I have to come back to what is objectively true. You know, Uh, Christ does live in my heart now. And by, you know, starting with that, then you find your way into the subjective experience. Then you find your way to experience. But I think it's important for us to remember that the truth comes first. <laughs> Reality comes first. The objective comes first. And it may be a little while before the subjective returns or before our experience you know, begins to kind of come in line with, with um, reality. Hmm. Because to start with the other way around – is really disastrous. Well, I'm not experiencing God. Mm. I don't feel God today. I don't feel loved by God. You know, I, you know, and then let that determine your theology. Mm. <laughs> let, let that determine what is true. You know, we get it backwards, and it really messes our our experience of God up. It messes our life up, and, and it certainly messes our theology up. You start with what's true, mm. and spend some time in that. You know, going back over the work of Christ, going back over what's true of you in Christ, and then, wow, you begin to experience the power of that. In what may sound like the simplest counsel of all, um, love him. Hmm. Just loving God. All that involves in my heart, just that turning to say, I love you. I really do love you, Jesus. I mean, just... Oh, it just brings me back. It brings me back to the intimacy that I long for. And and it can be as simple as love him. Love him. Make him your priority again. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you loved it. We love getting your feedback as well. If you're enjoying these podcasts and would like to leave us a comment, please visit the iTunes store and do so. And by the way, all of our audio resources are now available for purchase through the iTunes Store. You can find our resources and our other podcasts by searching for either Ransomed Heart or John Eldridge on the iTunes Store. 
And to find out more about Ransomed Heart, our podcast, our events, and all of the things that we're offering and doing, come to our website at www.ransomedheart.com.